Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome on the Culture News. My name is David Sarivo, and I have the pleasure today to have on iHealth Radio a very talented author. His name is, of course, Philip J. Bryson. Let me spell it for you, B-R-Y-S-O-N. He's a wonderful, critically acclaimed author. He has released this wonderful new book called Socialism, Origins, Expansion, Decline, and the Attempted Revival in the United States. A very, very, very beautiful book. Right now over the phone, Philip J. Bryson. Philip, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you, and I'm happy to be with you. Oh, it's an honor having you. Thank you so much for being with me today. So uh, my first question, I would love to know about yourself. Can you tell us where you're from and how did you start to become an author? Well, in 1961, I was living in West Berlin. Uh, that was the time when they began to build the Berlin Wall. And I read in the newspapers and heard on the TV how people were shot at, uh, how the uh, concrete and the barbed wire went up. And all the people living in East Berlin were cut off from West Berlin and West Germany. The East German communists were struggling to keep their people at home. They would flee over West Berlin to West Germany, and the population was draining out. So I went home to continue my studies uh, back in the United States, and uh, my question was, why do people have to build a wall to keep people from fleeing from a country? Well, that question led to uh, a major in economics. I ultimately got a Ph.D. Uh, at Ohio State. And then I had a 40-year career at the University of Arizona and at Brigham Young University teaching economics. And my specialty was socialism. So I uh, got ready to retire, and uh, I had written a lot of uh, articles and books uh, about socialism, but I had never written anything for the general public. I was inspired by uh, President Obama, who said that he was going to... Uh, completely transform our country and our system. So uh, I wrote this book, took me about four years, um, for the public to let them know the hazards of adopting socialism as a, an economic system. Well, you, first of all, uh, congratulations for all your accomplishments. And we say hello, of course, to all our friends in Arizona, to all our great audience. That, that we have over there, and that it's definitely uh, the source of great talent, such as yourself. Um, what is so uh, unique about the socialism in the United States versus other countries? Well, socialism in the United States is uh, in its infancy. Uh, before, for a long history, there have been times where people wanted to bring socialism in, but the Americans would have nothing of it. When we got to Roosevelt, he had some socialistic policies. And then at the time of uh, Barack Obama, he reviewed some of those policies and introduced some of his own. Um, and uh, now we have a new breed of socialists. Uh, I think you could call them the Bernie Sanders socialists, uh, Senator Sanders has long been a socialist, and he tells people that he's a democratic socialist and uh, that he doesn't want the kind of socialism they had in the Soviet Union, China, India, Cuba, Venezuela. He wants instead to have a kind of socialism as they have it in uh, the Scandinavian countries. 
and the current uh, Democratic candidates for the presidency of the United States for the coming election, uh, many of them are advocating uh, topics, uh, uh, programs. Socialism has two primary tasks. One is to restructure or transform the economy by taking over the private sector. The government nationalizes small businesses, uh, millions of them, uh, millions of corporations, workers, unions, consumers, and all of their decisions and plans are now, uh, they're now scrapped. The government says we will make the plans uh, through a very large bureaucracy and uh, that leads to uh, terrible inefficiency. It leads to serious incentive problems and leads, uh, in a, particularly in the American version that they're advocating now, it leads to a financial problem for the government. That, that's very inspiring. But in the same way, I always felt that socialism is a little bit scary, you know, because so far it never worked out. I mean, when I look at what happened in Russia, uh, only, I believe, in France there was socialism at some point, but I believe it was the coincidence that there was a big economic boom, you know. Um, so do you think there, there, there are some advantages to socialism, or it's only uh, idealistic? Uh, it's very idealistic. They want equality, and they want uh, to eliminate poverty. But what they really achieve is uh, through their overreach in trying to spend too much on government subsidies and programs, what they achieve is a financial problem of major uh, size. What happens is that uh, the American socialists are saying if we had the money from all these billionaires, uh, we could then have the Green New Deal, we could transform our economy to make it green, we could uh, give a universal basic income to people whether they wanted to work or not, we could have uh, Medicare for all. And uh, if you were to take the incomes of people from $600,000, not billionaires, just people $600,000 and over, whether you're a millionaire, billionaire, or even have down to $600,000, don't tax them. Just take all of their money. It wouldn't begin to cover these spending programs. So they obviously have to then extend their taxes to the uh, middle class. Now, the problem with uh, this heavy taxation and spending is uh, they say there's all this money out there and we want to capture it for social programs. Well, the money out there currently that the wealthy and the affluent families have is invested. It's invested for their future, for their children, uh, for an emergency, uh, and to increase their incomes. Uh, and if you take all that money and spend it on social programs, it's no longer available for what it's doing now. What it's doing now is providing funds for investment, for new firms, new technologies, new methods, new products. And uh, when you take away all of that money for investment and consume it, economic growth immediately halts. And you end up with a, a, uh, an equality of poverty rather than uh, the well-being that we have under a dynamic market system. I absolutely agree with you. Um, what, what you said is, for me, I believe, absolutely true. Uh, how do you see the future of the economy that I'm sure the question that our audience is 
is dying to ask you, uh, what, how do you see the future of the economy uh, in the United States? I feel that the economy of the United States, uh, if it's uh, permitted to continue on a basis of freedom and enterprise and uh, initiative, that it has a great future. Um, a lot of people worry about technological change and that people will be laid off and replaced by uh, robots and so on. Uh, that worry has been around centuries. We had the uh, Luddites who went into factories uh, hundreds of years ago and, and busted the factories with their hammers to ruin the machinery so that they would not lose all their jobs being replaced by machines. But uh, what happens is that although we no longer have telephone operators, we have many other jobs in the economy that have developed since the time of the first telephones, and new technologies are uh, developed. But uh, if we take socialism... Uh, as I say, we will lose the dynamics. The social spending becomes the uh, fixation. Uh, people no longer seek to invest, to uh, to save, to educate themselves and train themselves for a bright future. They wait for the government to deliver it. I've been in many communist stores, government stores, where you looked around to buy something and there was nothing on the shelves that you'd really like because the uh, production in the factories is so bad, the motivation is so low, uh, and they, they, ultimately the system really does break down because people say, we, we want to buy something, we want to have something, and uh, ultimately there are protests and we get the kind of things we're seeing now in Venezuela where the whole system is just deteriorating and, and coming unglued. That is a serious problem and the end of the well-being of a whole country. And that's what socialism promises. But if we continue, we will overcome a lot of the problems. We have problems, there's no question about it. But if you look at what's been happening recently in our economy... I'm sorry, you're breaking up a line. Yeah, you, you, when you started to say, uh, if we continue, you started again to, to, to break. Can you talk again? Can you say hello? Yeah, can you hear me now? Is any better here? Yeah, now it's better, yeah. So, okay, okay. So, so, so take it back from if we continue. Okay, that, did, did you get it to where I, I was? That, um, yeah, yeah, to where you I, were. And then after you say, but if we continue, and this is from white break. So start from if we continue. Okay. If we continue uh, striving to approve economic policy and uh, seeing the successes that we've seen very recently, we have very recently found that uh, there are more jobs available than we have unemployed. Unemployment among all major groups in the country, ethnic, uh, the uh, gender uh, differences, all of those groups are finding employment now. The welfare rolls are declining. The food stamps are not being given out at the same rate. People are anxious to get back to work. They like to work. They like to succeed. They don't necessarily want to have everything given to them. And uh, if we go the other route, we have uh, only the typical historic development of government overreach, ineffective economic planning, through the large government bureaucracy, 
which we're reminded of when we think about the rollout of the Affordable Care Act and how effective that was. And uh, with the government trying to do everything for everybody and trying to uh, provide subsidies for all sorts of different purposes, we end up uh, either going in debt further. We're now to the point where the interest on our national debt is half a trillion dollars a year just to pay the interest. Uh, and uh, if we start turning on the printing presses, as they've done in Venezuela, we ultimately end up paying a million dollars for a loaf of bread. So you cannot financially, fiscally uh, develop an economy that works well when you're trying to organize all the decisions, the economic decisions of the country from the inefficient center and trying to pay uh, far more than all of the wealthy in the economy could provide if they gave away all of their incomes rather than just their tax revenues. Exactly. And these are definitely good points that uh, we must all analyze and definitely know. And all of these points can be heard, can be read, sorry, in this wonderful new book of yours that is called Socialism, Origins, Expansion, Decline, and the Attempted Revival in the United States by the wonderful, wonderful author, Philip J. Bryson. You can purchase the book everywhere. Uh, And may I suggest, may I suggest uh, you can find that uh, the book's website at the uh, site socialismsissuesrevealed.com or just Google Bryson on Socialism and you'll find it. And we definitely would do that right now. Socialism, origins, expansion, decline, and the attempted revival in the United States. The wonderful author and economist, Philip J. Bryson, B-R-Y-S-O-N. Definitely go to run to buy that book. More music to come now on iHeartRadio. Stay tuned for more programming. <laughs> 